Let's do it. Super chill. Super chill. Super chill. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, and welcome to season two, episode 19 of Couch in the Mind, clearing the mind one couch talk at a time. On today's episode, I've got Belinda joining me, owner of Sunset Lane Photography, and we're going to be going over the, comp- the topic of me, myself and I. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks again for, for taking up your time. I know you've got a busy schedule with the business and, and having two kids of your own. Um, mm-hmm. but any time taken up for, for something like this, I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. You've been asking me for a little while, so <laughs> <laughs> I figured it was time to say yes. And that's been like kind of my thing this year, just say yes to more. Well, you were saying that you just wanted to find the, the right time to do it because obviously you, you were probably going through a few things at that stage in your life and you just didn't feel comfortable enough to open up and talk about what we're about to talk to talk about today. Yeah, I guess that's one thing. Um, I think even what are we now, June, when I think you last asked me in January. Yeah. And even at that point, even though I was doing pretty well, just something inside me still felt like, oh, I'm just not in the right place to be, you know, preaching that everything's great. You know what I mean? And I've changed a lot in the last five months i feel like because like i don't know I, I always think practice what you preach and maybe if you mm. if you if you're saying that you're you're feeling good within yourself and you're doing all these things a b and c whereas maybe you know five percent of yourself isn't it, it still isn't 100 percent like right mm. um you know you can't give out what you want to what you want what you're wanting to portray if that makes sense yeah well i just want to be true to like if i'm giving advice you know, just chatting to friends or someone else um, on aspects or things in their life. Mm. I just want to feel like I'm coming from a um, place of confidence in myself and yeah, just feeling confident in the advice I'm giving and that I'm doing that myself. Yeah, You know what I mean? Holding myself to those standards as well. You feel like it's not being forced by anyone else or, you know, you're rushing it. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're making sure it's the right moment, the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Without yeah. being too perfectionist, I'm just chatting about, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, basically Belinda and to the listeners, uh, the topic, the, the reason why I've called the topic me, myself and I is because in Belinda, Belinda's um, instance, so in, in Belinda's state, um, she's got two kids raising a single parent mm-hmm. and a lot of people think that it's obviously it's going to be a handful it's going to be, it's not going to be easy, <laughs> yeah. but a lot of people struggle with that because they, you know, first of all, they want someone, you know, they struggle with loneliness and they want someone to kind of bounce off maybe to get ideas on how, how to do things better with kids and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And you, you're kind of reliant on yourself and probably, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe other family members per se, but yeah. you know, when they're not around, it's just you and your kids. Yeah, absolutely. But we're here to preach. I mean, you're here to preach. Sorry. <laughs> I don't have any kids. Yeah, no. <laughs> not yet. Yeah. Or hopefully I'll I don't have any. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have any kids out there that I don't know yeah, about. Um, let's hope not. <laughs> but we, uh, you're here today to talk about how you can do this and how mm-hmm. like there's a way of coping with everything and, and still finding time for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And maybe, maybe where I'd like to start off is, is, is your, you know, your photography business, Sunset Lane Photography. Where do you get this interest from? And how do you find the time to balance business life between you know, family life? Well, firstly, I, I, I don't really like the term like balance, like yeah. work-life balance. I think it's more of like an integration. Like sure. you have to integrate them together because they're both huge parts of my life and two different things that I'm obviously passionate about. 
like my kids are one thing and my business is another. So I don't think it's a balance. I think it's just trying to integrate them together. Um, And in terms of what sparked my interest in photography, in all honesty, I never went, you know what, I want to be a photographer. It was um, just after I had gotten married, I wanted to change career and do something so that when I had kids, I could work from home. Um, And photography, I was like taking photos and when I was younger, I would play around, you know, what was the MySpace days? I mean, <laughs> you probably don't uh, even remember that. No. Nah. Oh, I was using – no, I don't, I, think, I don't think I was using MySpace. I think I was using Kick. I, I have no idea. No, nah. <laughs> Kick was no. a little bit before Messenger. Okay. Um, not probably a little bit as a little bit older than WhatsApp, but no, nah, I haven't yeah. used MySpace. Okay, well, anyway, so pre-Facebook, like MySpace, I would have fun, like, editing photos terribly. Um and, you know, put them on there and whatnot. And I always enjoyed that sort of thing. But, yeah, back to the story, I didn't really have a passion for it. I just went, you know what, I want a job that I can, you know, be really flexible with when I have kids. So I went and I bought a camera. Um, and to be honest, I'm just self-taught. So I spent that whole first year. Wow. Um, and I guess my friends and family and everyone can vouch for this. I pretty much had no personal life that first year because I was so dedicated. When I started, I realized how much I loved it. Um, but I pretty much learned everything off YouTube and just making mistakes. So just going out, doing shoots, not understanding what the heck I was doing and it, why it wasn't looking the way I wanted it to look and learning from those mistakes. But I was working full time and then... I would go home, I'd be up learning or editing till like midnight. I'd get up before work, you know, edit, learn, do shoots on weekends. So that was kind of my life for the whole first year. But um, in doing that, I built it up really, really quickly, which I was really lucky for. Because I'm, I'm always curious how, you know, you start off a small business, how it starts. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, with what I'm doing, I, I try to advertise and get myself out there with a bit, bit of with exposure. This. Yeah. 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 But it's, I'm always curious, like, how did, how did you get yourself out there? Was it word of mouth or did you actually mm-hmm. have to pay for advertising? No. Um, funny you say that. It's been a huge topic <laughs> for me at the moment. Yeah. But business for me, pretty much the whole, so I've been doing this five years now, has always been word of mouth. And I think it just comes down well. to, yeah, it comes down to who you are and the experience you give people and the feeling you give people. And I think you're really great at what you do. And I guess it is just a matter of, um, yeah, um, the people you work with, getting them to spread, you know, their podcasts that they do with you. And it just takes time. Like any business, they say the first like three years are a lot of hard work and you may Mm. not see a lot from that. And in my instance, I feel like that's true as well. It's like the three to five year mark that business is actually at a relatively good point. And that's worked out luckily for me because that worked out about the time that I had kids and whatnot. So I'm able to kind of reap those benefits now. Yeah, for sure. I was actually saying this to a mate of mine that I, you know, if you, if you go to university and you're studying degree, that's probably deemed a lot more difficult than others. Mm-hmm. If you've got a passion for it, even if you've, you know, you, you hit hurdles along the way or you've got a massive assignment coming up and you don't know what's going on, you'll make sure you find the right people or right information to get you over the line because you, you want it so badly. You want the degree so mm-hmm. badly. Yeah. And probably for yourself, you know, with, with the photography business, because, you know, you said the first couple of years was just, you know, starting blocks and getting it up and running. You wanted to push through that period to get to the stage where you knew 
you knew it would become bigger and better mm-hmm. because you had a passion for it and you mm-hmm. you didn't see any any reason to stop oh yeah absolutely and I 100% agree if you want something bad enough you'll make it happen yeah like I can guarantee there's people with much worse off circumstances than you or I and if the passion's there you'll find a way like what's that saying if there's a will there's a way and it's so yep. true um it's just what you're willing to give up so like right now you could be out partying with your friends <laughs> Like true, true though, true. right? It's very true. Right now you could be out partying with your friends, um, getting drunk, whatever, but you're choosing to work on this, which is your passion and yeah. you're helping people. And like, that's amazing. Not many people have that quality, oh, especially you. at your age. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to go, stop it. Um, no, but I mean it, it's true. And a lot of people see entrepreneurs or people with their own businesses and they see, I guess, the glamorous side of it, but they don't see the years of hard work or the work, yeah. all of the social events that they missed to choose um, to invest that time into their business or mm. themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. You know, you look at the, all the big YouTubers that probably had three or four years of really hard work and mm-hmm. in, in finding their niche and putting the right hashtags on videos and all that <laughs> sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, cause I've realized hashtags are such a big, important thing when uploading videos i didn't even know about it oh really yeah i didn't i didn't even know i was just uploading videos and just putting captions to it and then mm-hmm. i added little hashtags every now and then and before i knew it I, I was i was i was getting like mental health pages liking my videos and yeah, stuff just definitely. from that mm-hmm. so it's all about learning and growth and like you said they don't they all, all they see is the glamorous side and oh i wish i could do that like mm-hmm. it looks so easy it's so much mm-hmm. so much easier than than bloody stacking shelves at Woolies yeah you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's that's all they say but kind of going back onto what we're saying because I've, I've gone on a bit of a tangent <laughs> um, as I do <laughs> so you've explained your business um but you, you like to say you don't like to you don't like to see it as like a balancing act with, mm-hmm. you know with the kids and with the business as such but when when you're not working and you're, and you're doing, you're finding time with your kids. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to say it in a way that it's, it's not saying a balancing act. <laughs> yeah. But, but um, when no, you, it's when fine. You, you call it what you want to call yeah, it. Yeah. But when you're spending time with your kids, how do you, how do you, how do you find that? Like when, you know, when you're putting your business aside, because you're the only one who's running it, how do you manage to not think about, you know, ex client mm-hmm. and you're putting your all into your kids because you're the only parent around? Um, I have to admit, look, I'm not perfect at this and it is something I really am still working on. It is so hard as someone that runs their own business and it's just solely you to switch off. Like that's another thing people don't Mm. understand when you run your own business and you're the only person, there's no work hours. Like it's not nine to five. Like um, as I'm sure you're you're aware, like we follow each other on social media. I get up at 4am every day and I need those hours before my kids wake. I see you have the, uh, to... the, the cold showers. Yeah. And I have the cold showers. <laughs> anyway, know. we're not going to get on the tangent about that. But yes, yeah, so I get up at four, I have a cold shower. Everyone knows this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's nonstop. And I absolutely love my job. I do. But yeah, it is... It's something I'm working on, the ability to fully switch off and be present with the kids with the time that I do have them. And I'm sure any other parent listening to this that has their own business can kind of relate a hundred a hundred percent. No, seriously, yeah. Yeah, it's um it's difficult. But um I guess for me, one of the biggest things is literally turning off my phone or putting it away and kind of time blocking 
hours. I'm lucky that my kids, I guess, lucky, not lucky. I don't know. (laughs) My kids go to daycare. I've had to make the decision to put them in daycare four days a week. So Wednesdays are our day and I'm really trying to do as little work as possible on those days so I can be present with them and enjoy that time. Full engagement with them. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And that's why I had to put them in daycare because otherwise my time with them wasn't, wasn't present. It was me just trying to entertain them with things so that mummy can do work and it would get really frustrating and it wasn't their fault. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I guess just turning off my phone is a big thing and blocking off hours. So when I pick them up from daycare on the other days, between those hours and when they go to bed, I don't respond to any work stuff. It's just, yeah, time blocking and planning ahead, I guess, is helping me at the moment, but I'm definitely not perfect at it. Yeah, well, no one's perfect, honestly. Mm. Like if, if anyone if anyone puts their hands up and say and says that like whatever they're doing or whatever they're trying to get through, they're perfect at it. Like mm. they're they're lying. They they're kicking us they're kicking themselves. But yeah. With with what you're saying, like I'm curious to know that because you made the decision of putting the kids into daycare now mm-hmm. and now you've got one day where you've got full engagement with the kids. Mm-hmm. Do you find that mentally, like it, you don't think it's that much of a struggle now that yeah. you, you've got, yeah. you've got time allocated for work mm-hmm. and you've got one day where you can just put, put your role with the kids and have fun and put the phone away yeah. and think about work, um, you know, once they're tired or whatever it may be. Yeah. So on those Wednesdays, it's like the 4 a.m. time, so the 4 to 6 a.m. before they wake up and then when they nap at lunchtime and outside of that is my time with them. Um, so I do find that makes things a lot less stressful for me um, and it has been a really good decision to just put the mum guilt aside of putting them in daycare more days than I originally planned to because the whole point of me working for myself is that, oh, I can spend more all this time, time with, with my kids. But I also <laughs> didn't expect to be a single mum to, you know, uh, mostly newborn and a two-year-old at the time and you've just got to adjust to what your circumstances are mm. and do your best and got to let go for me letting go of perfectionism in a lot of areas was a big lesson for me so I want to take you back to to your separation from yep. your, your ex-husband mm-hmm. and all these new emotions are coming up and you now understand you know, you're now under the understanding that you, you might potentially have to deal with these kids and look after these kids by yourself as a single parent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, emotions would have been high. You probably would have been quite scared. Yeah. How did you make that jump where you're now very comfortable with what you're doing and you know for a fact that you can do it? You, you don't need to rely on anyone else. Um, I think as cliche as it sounds, and everyone said this to me, uh, in the beginning was time. Like yep. everyone said, you know, time heals all. And when you're, when you're in the thick of it, you're just like, nothing's ever going to be better. Like this is awful. And, um, you know, just a brief kind of backstory. The same day my marriage ended, which was unexpectedly, my nan also passed away from terminal cancer. And she... Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like laughing. It's not funny. But anyway. So, yeah, that same day, I guess I lost two of the people closest to me and my nan also was my number one helper with the kids and absolutely loved the kids um so it was it was a rough probably month I would say just really I guess feeling sorry for myself playing the victim trying to figure out my life I'm very much a planner and then the universe was kind of like oh hey (laughs) 
you go. Let's just flip that one upside down. But I would say after after about a month, I finally started to push the victim, what was me, why did this happen to me kind of mentality aside and just start taking steps to move forward and grow. Um, I feel like that's just who I am. I like to, you know, do better and think better and I listen to a lot of personal development podcasts and all that sort of thing. But um, I guess to get back to your point, I think getting to that feeling of I can do this, it just comes through like people grow from the shittiest times in their life. Like they really do. And for, for me, that really felt like whatever is rock bottom. Like that felt like I'm at home with a newborn and a two year old, like my marriage has just suddenly ended and my nan who was pretty much like my mom like it's gone and it was just it was an awful feeling and it did feel like rock bottom and I guess my thoughts at the time were oh my gosh like why did this happen why me um like this isn't the way it's meant to be you know I don't deserve this um yeah I guess kind of like that or just um yeah, just kind of feeling sorry for myself. I think that's just the last, the, um, not the last, but I guess just the, the bottom line of kind of how I was feeling and all I wanted was a happy family and all that kind of stuff because I didn't necessarily have that in my childhood. But it's just everything in life is a perspective and once your perspective changes, things start to, you know, move forward and become better. So, so you're saying that if once you found your rock bottom, because everyone's got their different versions of rock bottom. Yeah, who knows? There could be a worse rock bottom. <laughs> I'm really kind no, of. No, I not. think I think <laughs> I think unfortunately you, you got pretty bad dealt hand dealt for that situation that you yeah. you were faced with. But um, and I'm sorry that you went through that. But at the same time, I think it's it's probably helped you grow as a person uh-huh, at 100 percent. It's, it's, it's interesting I've, I've spoken to other people in the past and i asked them and i'll probably ask you the same thing do you wish that you didn't go through these situations no like i definitely wish my nan didn't pass away yeah for like, sure yeah i don't wish that at all no. but yeah i have to admit that situation happening was for the greater good and I do believe everything happens for a reason at that time I had no idea what that reason was I was like why why did why did this both of these things just have to happen at the same time um but I'm so grateful because so much you know so many positive things have come from that relationship ending and I think that relationship served its purpose and if this event didn't happen I would have stuck around in a relationship that wasn't meant for me and you know in hindsight we were very different people and I feel like I just feel like there's bigger and better things Mm. within me waiting to come out like that's just the type of person that I am and if this didn't happen um all of the choices I've made so far this year would never have happened like I think you know like I went to Melbourne the other week for a conference I did say that is that in terms of uh personal development in the business sort of world Oh yeah. So just business Business, type stuff. And I have another one in um, July as well, but this year, yeah, I've just been just doing heaps for me and myself personally, my business. And they're all things I wouldn't have done if I was still married. Like I wouldn't have taken the time. I would have felt guilty to take all this time to work on myself and my business. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
So you're like the, the little jack in the box and <laughs> someone just had to come come past and just wind you up a little bit more and then bang. And yeah. all these little th- thoughts and emotions are popping out that you didn't, you, you knew you were capable of, but you were kind of held back from that relationship in the yeah. past. Yeah. I, I think so. Like this whole new version of me has come out that was always there and I didn't realize was quite sheltered, like the bubblier, more outgoing version of myself, very sociable. Um, I just like to uplift others and like encourage others. And yeah, just this whole new version of myself has come out because I'm confident in myself because I went through such a shitty time. Mm. It's like nothing can be worse, you know, like that's just my mindset. Nothing can be worse than what I went through. So other people's opinions, if they're negative, don't affect me. And so, it's fine. Yeah. So any day, any any difficult day that you might might have into the, coming into the future is is net nothing in comparison to what you've been been through in that instance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you kind of use that as an example when you push through those not so great days. Yeah, I guess I use that as my standard. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. So pretty there good, was rock pretty bottom. Good standard, this, I think. This problem's probably like way up here, so yeah. it's not a big deal. I think it's a yeah. pretty good standard. <laughs> <laughs> For those who are listening in, uh, you know, single mum, single dad. Mm-hmm. How, what sort of advice would you give to them to to kind of find that urge to to push forward and and to to not focus on on the idea of loneliness and and trying to find the right partner for themselves mm-hmm. rather than just focusing on themselves and and putting their time into their kids? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's such a big thing. Um, I am probably at the best point in my life for just feeling comfortable and happy within myself and my life and the direction I'm going in, which is such a strange feeling. And I feel like when you are in a relationship um, for an extended period of time, like we were together nine and a half years, you, um, yeah, you kind of rely on that person to be your source of happiness rather than being your own source of happiness. And I've really just found myself and found what makes me happy and who I am. And, um, I just think that's such a big thing um, for every like newly single person to do is not go and try and fill the role of the person that was there before. And don't get me wrong. Like I, like it's, it's a weird emotional roller coaster you go through in the beginning. And definitely those thoughts were some of the first thoughts to come to my head. Like, Oh my God, I'll be single forever. Like no one's going to want me. I've got two kids. Like (laughs) the ups and downs. Yeah. Good, good, Good and bad moments. Yeah. But that was, in the beginning and then when you start really working on yourself and achieving goals that you set yourself no matter what they are um it just lifts you up as a person like it really does so I think setting yourself goals in any area of life like your health your fitness um your friendship relationships no you know with family or friends um and achieving goals it just gives you this sense of confidence um that does bring yourself happiness and you're not reliant on somebody else. Like I love doing things by myself. That's so good. I'm weird like that. Yeah. No, <laughs> no look, look, I'm the same. I don't yeah. like my mates are the same as still the same as well. My dad's the same. He goes out kayaking every Saturday by himself, mm. finds his little, little happy place for a couple of hours and then comes back into family mode again. Yeah. Just you know, like rejuvenate yeah. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. But I, th- I think because you're so happy with yourself and how everything's going, mm-hmm. Maybe the next goal, and I've I've noticed on uh, on your story, you're you're kind of hinting a little bit. Maybe uh, farmer wants a wife. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was kind of a joke, kind of not. I I am literally considering Why applying not? for Why that. Why not? Tra- that's 
it's my motto this year why not um yeah i could never see myself on a show like bachelor or married at first sight but like farmer wants a wife i'm just like little country girl at heart even though i'm not from the country but i can see myself you got, you got the country vibes that yeah, are going i, know I reckon I you can fit yeah you got the boots. <laughs> you got the boots yeah yeah you just need the little you need the uh the, the cobra yeah i know sweat. i've got a fake like a fake cobra just doesn't work but <laughs> i do like to wear my hat all the time <laughs> <laughs> something important that i haven't actually brushed over um uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> right. All right. I'm composing myself. Go. <laughs> Something I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Just look the other way. It's fine. All right. We're good now. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're all good. Let's go. Yeah. Something that we're yet to discuss um, in terms of being single and raising and raising kids and all that sort of stuff. How do you find time for yourself? Because I see that, you know, you wake up 4am and then I think 5, 5.30, you're, you're hitting the gym and, and that's your own sort of happy place and your own time away from your kids, away from work. How do you manage to do that, especially being a single parent? Um, well, yeah, I'm just going to correct you on that one. So, yeah, I'm up at four, but I don't get to gym till after I drop them to daycare. So, oh, I see. But that's part of the reason why I wake up at four. So I have to, like like I was talking about blocking time before I have to swap out hours in my day. So whereas I would be happy to wake up at four and go to the gym if I didn't have the kids, I can't do that. Like they're no. three, and, they're three and one. I can't just leave them at home. Be like, Oh, you know what? You probably won't wake up. I'll just come back. And yeah, you know, <laughs> that would be really irresponsible of me. So I use those hours to work and then I switch that for the time I go to gym. So daycare is really helpful and such a big asset for me to be able to, find time for me and for work. So during those daycare hours, because I've started my work time earlier, I don't really feel guilty going to the gym um, right after I drop them and that kind of thing. And during their daycare days, I have to fit in other personal appointments as well. But I can also, depending on um, my workload, I can make time to catch up with friends. I can take an hour to catch up with a friend for lunch and all that sort of thing. So I do have the flexibility with my career and daycare to fit in, you know, personal commitments as well. Yeah, because I'm intrigued because I'm sure there's a lot of a lot of parents out there who are in the same sort of boat as yourself and, and they, they just don't know how to balance everything. Mm-hmm. And they might feel like as if the world's all against them and they just can't find their inner happiness because of that particular issue. And I wonder if, if, they're, if they're working like a nine to five job, so like there's actual set hours, mm-hmm. it's probably a little bit more difficult to find your time. To, to do your own thing. Yeah. So you're talking about like single parents or yeah, single, parents single parents, general? same sort of situation yourself yeah. who might be listening in, mm-hmm. but they're in like a nine to five job. So they're working for someone else. Yeah. Where do you like, I don't know. I don't know if you've, you've ever experienced that prior to going into photography or mm, not really, but I guess the biggest thing is just accepting help. Like I'm yep. really blessed that, um, you know, I don't have much family that I am close with. And yeah, that's an extra sad thing of my nan passing. Um, but my sisters and my pop help me as often as they can um, with the boys, which I'm so grateful for. And I have really yeah. learned to just put my pride aside because I am someone that's like, nope, I can do it. I can do it all. Um, and I was just 
burning out and I do need that time. Things, you know, simple things like going to the gym is so important to me for my mental health. That's the reason I go. Just it lets off steam. You get the endorphins going. Yeah. You feel good. I come home and I'm a better mum for it. You know, um, there's so many mums out there that have, or parents, I should say, shouldn't, um, you know, stereotype, but um, just don't take time or do things for yourself. And I've really only learned to do that this year. And it makes a huge difference to the person you are overall, how you treat your kids, how you treat your family, your friends, how you show up for everyone is affected by how you show up for yourself. So if you're not, you know, you can't pour from an empty glass. I know that's said so often, but it's so true. So just accept help or ask for help. Like most people are happy to help from time to time. You know, if it's a couple of weeknights after you finish work, if you want to join a netball team and go play a netball or, you know, just something for you each day, whether that's just taking a bath, just at least one thing for yourself bit of, bit each self-worth. day. Yeah. You yeah. need to schedule that time for yourself. Absolutely. And, and like you said, it, people people will see that if if you're not putting time into yourself, people will see that. Mm-hmm. You know whether whether someone you might respond to someone in a way that you don't usually respond to, like in, in, that, oh, in a certain ma- certain, I'm so man- guilty of that. Yeah. certain mannerism. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. You know, busy day at Snappy. work. Busy day at work. I come yeah. home. I'm I'm probably the polar opposite. I just don't I don't make any conversation, uh, and I okay. just do the old mm-hmm, like, oh. like nod nod the head sort of thing. <laughs> go to bed the and, awkward silence yeah 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 so every, everyone's got their sort of uh or shitty mannerism that they mm-hmm. that they portray on it and you know per, project on other people when when you're not really given time for yourself yeah and i don't know if you feel the same for me i'm the opposite like i get really snappy and short especially with kids anyone listening with kids like when they're whining at you <laughs> and you're just already in a frustrated mood <clears throat> like just know the whining sound and then their hands are pulling at you and you know, and I get snappy and short with them, you know, once I get them to bed, I just feel so guilty. Yeah. I feel so (laughs) guilty. It's like, it's, it's not their fault and it's not necessarily what they're doing. It's everything going on inside my mind. And I haven't taken time for me to, I guess, release all of that. And that's why it's so important to take that time for you. Just, you know, yourself, everyone's different. Just whatever helps you feel more chill um, and clear-minded you need to do every single day and that's sometimes when when, when people would advise maybe this is a good opportunity to do this and that sometimes just finding what better better works for yourself versus what you maybe you know 80 percent of your mates have done yeah. that oh, have helped yeah. them you've got to do what works for you yeah exactly right and it's easy to be led in that direction and then, then you might it might help you in a certain regard but it won't fix ultimately fix the the entire problem itself in itself you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you you've like you said you've just got to find your niche and find what what works better for you and and not be led astray by what others may think might help you because yeah. they don't know you like like yeah. you do well i don't think anyone's going to notice that there was a bit of a cheeky <laughs> edit uh the uh, there's no power on the laptop so yeah i'm um, not that we changed positions or anything no it's, just it's fine a bit more comfortable you yeah know? Right. <laughs> you know what i think this chair is actually comfy so it's fine <laughs> Where were we? Yeah. Where I was going to ask you a bit of a lasting question before we wrap this episode up. Okay. So you did mention at the start of the episode and, and prior to, to starting the video that when I reached out to you during Christmas time, mm-hmm. you didn't want to do the video because you wanted to, uh, you wanted to be comfortable being yep. single during Christmas time with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was a big thing. Yeah. 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 Where are you now? Like, I know, you know, I know you're saying that you're very happy with yourself and being single mm-hmm. and all that, but mm-hmm. the switch, where are you now? And, and, you know, in your stage of your life? 
Um, I am genuinely, like, just genuinely really happy and content within myself and who I am and the direction I'm going, both Mm. personally and professionally. And like I said, just the whole new version of me has emerged. Like, it was always there, but it's... It's a weird thing to describe. It's just this elevated version of mm. me, much happier um, and just excited, you know. I'm just excited for the future. Yeah. I'm just excited for whatever comes my way. I am way more ambitious and way more open to trying new things and um, just meeting lots of new people and um, just saying yes more. And I think you've heard me say that. It's just my mantra kind of this year is just – say yes to what I'd normally say no to or step outside of my comfort zone, which I've done plenty of times this year and just do things that make me feel uncomfortable. And it's nothing's as scary as what you think it's going to be. Like if, if the idea of doing something makes you feel uncomfortable, you should do it. Like, cause that's how confidence is built. It really is. No, definitely. And I think if you say yes to more things, because it's so easy for, for yourself to kind of jump out of your comfort zone and say, nah, it's too hard. Or I'm too busy. Too busy. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just going to just chill. No, I mean, in your, in your instance, probably <laughs> chill. Chill's what is <laughs> defined chill. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. But like you said, the more you say yes to things, the more you can build confidence and in, in, in gain a bit of self-worth mm-hmm. and and. and you could even give yourself a bit of a general purpose as to, to what you wanted to, to achieve in life. Mm-hmm. Confidence definitely comes from doing things that you were scared of yeah, or that made you feel uncomfortable. Once you do it and you have that sense of accomplishment, like, wow, I just did that and it wasn't as bad wow. as what I thought. Yeah, no, really. Like, wow, I did that. It wasn't as bad as what I thought it was going to be. What's the next thing I can do? Yeah. And that's how you build confidence and self-worth and I feel like that's how you become a confident person who doesn't care if someone has a negative opinion of you people will have opinions of you when they don't actually know you or your story or what you're about and that's fine you know you never like no one not everyone's going to like you like you don't like everyone it's not it's just the way the world works you know so well I just want to say that you know from what when I just coincidentally bumped into you at pig and whistle with your friend. Oh, is that was, where it was? Yeah. I was trying to think the was other day. Friend Bree. Yeah. Bree. Yeah. Yeah. What a legend. Yeah. On, you're on the, hey, uh, Bree. on the, uh, I'm sure you'll be listening. You're on the <laughs> apple, apple ciders and you had a couple and you're like, Oh no, I don't drink too much. I'm <laughs> I gone. don't. Whoa. I did not. Spin. Did I really? Yeah. I did not. Did oh, I really? Maybe I'm just hiding it up a little bit, but yeah, I think so. It was something along the lines of that, but yeah, okay. from, from that stage to where you are now, I can see mm-hmm. like a massive change in you and, yeah. And just like, just talking to you every now and then mm-hmm. I can see that you're a lot more confident, a lot happier within yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, you, like you explained to me before, you're not reliant on anyone and you're happy being by yourself. And, and if mm-hmm. something happens and, you know, it's thrown your way. Yeah. Then it oh, is what it is. Absolutely. You know I, mean? I don't, I don't feel like I'll be single forever, but I also no. feel like there's no rush. And I, exactly. I definitely, I think the moral of this is just to really find yourself first um, and connect with who you really are yeah. or that sense of yourself that you lost when you were in the previous relationship. Um, yeah. And then I feel like everything else will just 
fall into place when it's meant to. Exactly. Thank you so much for sharing what you had to, That's today. All right. Thanks for I mean, obviously, me. it's, it's a bit of a touchy subject. Um, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like I said, I'm yeah. an open book. But like, if, if we if we go back to the version of yourself, maybe eight to ten months ago. Oh yeah, that would it would have been pretty hard. It so been a bit more you know, awkward. Yeah. So much improvement, <laughs> and you got to be proud of yourself for where you are today. Thank you. I'm um, yeah. sure your family are proud of you and your friends and all that. Yeah. Um, and listeners tuning in that gain so much out of what you have to share today. Cause it's not easy. It's not an easy road. Obviously I don't understand. I've got it very easy here. Look at me. I'm just sitting back at the couch <laughs> knowing that after I've done this interview, I'll drop my kids off for you <laughs> for like 24 hours. And then you'll be like, how do you do it? Run no, dun, dun. No, it's not, it's not that bad, but it's definitely not yeah. easy. <laughs> well, I, can't, I, I can't understand it. I'm, I'm not in your shoes. Oh, but... No one can unless you're in someone else's shoes. Exactly yeah. right. Everyone's everyone deals with it differently, but in mm-hmm. terms of the, the uh, single parent to kid thing. Um, mm. I'm not at the stage yet, but um, people listening in, it's not easy and you're coping with it well. And I'm sure people will take a lot out of what you have to share today in terms of um, the certain coping mechanisms and ways you go about um, balancing your, your work and business life and putting time into your kids and putting time with, you know, into yourself. So mm-hmm. thanks again. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me. Anytime. But this has been season two, episode 19 of Couch in the Mind, clearing the mind on couch talk at the time. On today's episode, had Belinda join me in conversation revolving around the topic of me, myself and I. As always, guys, if you need me, just reach out to me on the uh, Facebook page.